And welcome to In-Game Chat for Saturday, December 9th, 2023, Season 17, Episode 41. I'm Scott. And I'm RJ. And welcome into the show, everybody. If you would like to get in touch with us, our phone number is 334-272-9228. You can check out ingamechat.net for all the links to get in touch with us. You can find us on Twitter at ingamechat. You can find us on Facebook there as well. You can email us, everyone, at ingamechat.net. Uh, we're streaming right now on Twitch. Cameras, everybody in the cameras. We're on Discord over here. We're on the Twitches up on the things and stuff. And uh, you can find us there, twitch.tv. Type in in-game chat. You'll be able to find us uh, live while we broadcast. And you, you can also go on Discord. Go to our website. Go all the way to the bottom. You can find us and join us in the Discord uh, yeah, and then we got to do the clap clap thing. So let me do that very fast. There we go. Get that out of the way. All right. Well, here we go. Another show, another, another award show recap. Not that you need that. Uh, another video game. And, and, you know, I hesitate to call it an award show. <laughs> yeah. I really do. In fact, it's taken some flack for that as well. What, the award's like, what, 15% of the show? Yeah, you know, I've done... I've, I did the math on that. I've done time, it so you? many times. I've done different ways of, 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 you know... I've counted how often they gave uh, to the awards themselves. I've counted... Uh, or how much time it was the, you know, it was just other things. Yeah, it was just, uh, how much time it was music or how much time it was somebody talking or whatever the case. Yeah, I've, spe- I've gone all the way over yeah, You it. break it up. It's like special guests, um, special guest teasers, yeah. um, music, music presentations. Ads. Ads. Of course, ads. I mean, they've and, got ads in the form of trailers, but they also have ads, mm-hmm. which... Almost substitute trade. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, you could like you could like break up the uh, the uh, video game award show or any award show for that matter in like five or six categories of what they spend time on, and the actual thing you're there for, who won the awards, seems to be less and less and less every year. I'm guessing the last three times you did this math, the actual time spent uh, seeing who won rewards, yeah, keeps dropping. I mean, I didn't I didn't do the math this time. I got notes. Yeah. Trust me, I got notes mm-hmm. for myself to remind myself of of. And I only, I only took notes on the world premieres that they showed. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I would find a list of winners uh, easily enough. Yeah, yeah. And could give you my thoughts on those, no problem. But what I wanted to do was write down my thoughts as I was seeing these world premieres mm-hmm. and kind of just something to make me remember like how I felt about it. There were only a few that, for me... Um, you know, got me excited or got me interested or intrigued or, or, or held my attention or something like, hey, I hope I see more of that. You know, I hope I remember this because I want to remember that when it comes back around mm-hmm. as something to play. So there were a lot. Uh, I say there were a lot of those, but that was that was how I took my notes. And I've got them right here on my phone um, for the award show. But the entire time. Um, and, and I've, and I've got articles on this, uh, it, it mainly comes from this one from Kotaku, but it was a big thing that kind of circled around the net, which I feel like, doesn't this circle around the net every year the awards show, the games show up? Don't, don't these kind of same complaints, but for whatever reason, it felt 
more substantial this year the noise from the zeitgeist you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like the noise from the crowd felt more substantial this year of their i don't say disdain but their uh fatigue uh, fatigue annoyance uh, i know i'm they're they're what am i trying they're disappointment okay i was gonna say disenchantment but i was like it's not disenchantment it's just a disappointment in the fact that um, the winners couldn't have their moments to shine. Um, and I, I hear, let me just read the article. And I, I guess that's how we're going to start. We're going to start first with the complaints. <laughs> we're going to start first with all the bad things. Um, and then we'll get into all the reveals and the good things. And again, this comes down to something that we've talked about before. They are juggling being a winter E3 or a winter games fest since, since Jeff does the summer games fest. Um, they are, they're, they're having a hard time juggling it being that and then being an award show. And I can't imagine having one without the other. The ads fuel the money for the award show. The award show is why the people are buying the ads, right? Mm-hmm. It's right there. But I don't think he needs the award show anymore. I really, really don't. I think he could just call it the Winter Games Fest or Winter Games Night or something like that and interview developers instead of giving away awards if, if that's the way you're going to go. Because the only reason that I think people tune into these things is to see these game premieres. If they were able to do a game award show that had absolutely no game premieres, I would love to see the comparisons of this is how many people watched it when we were showing gameplay. This is how many people watched it when we were just showing awards mm-hmm. and see what the difference is there. The problem is, is that I, I don't think you can have one without the other. Actually, no, you can totally have the game, the game reveals without the award show stuff could totally be done. Yeah. Um, Again, and, and, and let me stress before I say this, that there are other, I don't want to say respectable video game awards, because I, I don't want to diminish the people winning these, but uh, there are the DICE Awards, which are very well handled, and I think they're done here. And then there's the BAFTAs. Uh, the BAFTAs cover a lot of range, but their video game category is, uh, uh, is also one of those things and a very serious topic because it salutes the writing and the directing and, you know, the achievements that are done there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe in, I believe in the way that the video game award show is done. I believe in the way that Jeff does his selection where he's got, I don't know, it's over a hundred different journalists from all over the world who come up with the nominees and then do the voting or so it's like a whole hand he is completely hands off on it from what i understand he is completely hands off on the nominee process the nominee selection and the winner selection it is all done by a separate committee of of a bunch of different people who come up with those things so i actually have no problem with the way that is done it is the execution of it afterwards that that i take issue with Mm -hmm. the Rapid fire, let's throw out five awards right now and not give anybody time to speak type of thing. Yeah. Um, what we're the, there for. Yeah, like here they're here for the, or they're, uh, here's the nominees for best, uh, what was it, community, you know, I'm going off the top of my head of some of these. I'll give you um, one of the best uh, 
lot of salt went for a uh, best fighting game, and it was like uh, five titles and two of them I never heard of. Right, but it just said, and the winner is bam. Then went right on to the next, mm-hmm. next part. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, geez, really? Would do no like four or five no of those. It was just, yeah, wow. And see, I've, I've, again, I've taken notes on that before yeah. in previous years mm-hmm. of like, okay, here's where you're. They did, they did five quickies, then they did a world premiere, and then they did this and this and this, and you know, yeah. I, I've gone over it before, and really, the format ain't changed much. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some of the thing about uh, was it quickies because the people who were working on that project wasn't available. Because the people who were uh, who accepted awards was that was that a thing? I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Now, I, do I believe in giving everybody time to get up there and, and and thank everybody for some of the stuff? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to pick and choose? Sure, I'll go ahead and say that I am. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. My whole point is there's there's like best um, best esports team, best esports player most influential uh youtuber or something like that there's a lot of those where it's like okay that's not something that, that can be I, something yeah. that goes through there i i say that but i can guarantee you people who do esports are probably really looking forward to that but yeah. in that vein have your own esports awards <laughs> esports can be its own thing to where you can do your own awards for different teams that did whatever, or for different players that did something, you know, whatever the case may be, I think you could put one together easily. You know, for, all, for all we know, there probably is one already. For, yeah, very well could be. Awards. Well, in I fact, mean, we got the internet right here. Let's, uh, let's, well, uh, they did one best, uh, what was it? Best esports tournament, I guess. Cause they, I, cause yeah. I know Evo was in there, but they didn't win. It was a League of Legends, uh, tournament that won. Mm-hmm. Uh, the invitational, the Dota 2 stuff, that didn't yeah. win. Um, but in in cases like that, I don't necessarily know that you need somebody going up there, and that feels like it's more. You know, remember when you watch some of these award shows for like television and film, and they say, you know, earlier in the week we gave away the technical awards. Here's some highlights, and it just does your little thing. There, put them there. Mm-hmm. I feel like best esports convention or tournament is one of the technical awards. Your esport players, one of the technical awards. You know, um, that's my thought. There's a website, the esports awards. Yeah. Home vote awards, the news, all this stuff. And I don't know the legitimacy like a, of it, but sure. I, why resor- wouldn't they uh, have the their resorts, own award show? Resorts World, Las Vegas, November 29th and 30th. So recently. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but it was a. Uh, yeah, I went. I didn't see the entire thing, but uh, I missed a little bit of it because of uh, work and, yeah. um, and things I had to take care of. But. Um, I got the, I got most of it and I've mentioned it before off air that the whole thing to me felt like, uh, like black Friday this year, like disappointment, just a (laughs) a bunch of very little that got my interest. Everything else was just standard fare that I just really did this just, just in in my mind, it just left immediately because it didn't, it just didn't hold my interest. Very, very little in there that really, uh, got my attention. Yeah. So. Now, the Kotaku article here says, at the opening of last night's 2023 edition of the Game Awards, Jeff Keighley hyped the event as an evening, and he does this every time, to recognize outstanding creative work in games in 2023. But as the night went on, the luminaries who were being awarded for their outstanding creative work seemed like they weren't given much time to actually speak about said work. The Game Awards is held at the end of every year, ostensibly to celebrate and award the labor that goes into the video games we spend countless hours enjoying. As most award shows 
Uh, it's customary for winners to give a bit of a speech, thanking those who helped make their game and thus the award possible, but this year it felt like time was cut short for most developers. Some have speculated that the Game Awards was worried someone might mention the serious labor issues facing the industry, or yet scarier, the current uh, conflict in Gaza. Thus inviting that most dreaded of phenomena, controversy. Uh, whatever the reason, it was a night that always felt too out of time for the people it was ostensibly supposed to be about. Um, uh, okay, I'm seeing something else here. Anyway, uh, there was there was that concern, although if they're going to bring up the labor issues facing the industry, I don't think that's a problem. You are not... I don't know what their connection is with publishers, developers, and that sort of thing. Hmm. But having somebody bring that up doesn't seem like it's a bad idea. Uh, having somebody shine that light doesn't seem like that's a problem and something that they shouldn't shy away from, but they do. Hmm. Continuing in this, the, uh, throughout the night, the, or throughout the night, orchestral music floated in very soon after most award winners began speaking. That might be a good policy for keeping such a stacked event moving, but when you consider just how much time was devoted to celebrities, Muppets, and conversation with high-profile developers like Hideo Kojima, who they are saying spent 13 and a half minutes on stage talking about a game with no gameplay. Mm -hmm. A brand new game from Hideo Kojima with no gameplay. 13 and a half minutes. Yeah, uh, I think it was uh, him, uh, Jordan Peele was up there with him. Yeah. And I think it, it was called OD. Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, anyway, all that time uh, with that, it's not hard to feel like the Game Awards failed to prioritize its time well. And many awards, probably most, went without anyone coming up on stage at all, getting just quick, cursory-feeling readouts of the winners from Keeley or his co-host before it was time to cut to another ad break, announce a new game, or invite a celebrity on stage. Um after a year of constant, highly public layoffs across the industry, ushering developers off stage while granting celebrities all the time they could ask for feels uniquely out of step. Running large events relying on commercial support is no easy task, but surely there must be a better way to schedule things out so that, in Keeley's own words, we can actually recognize outstanding creative work. Attendees report a large, ominous teleprompter message reading, Please wrap it up. Um... Let's see. Was even on display while people from Larian Studios tried to talk about what developing the game meant to them while they accepted the most prestigious award of the night, Game of the Year. They were even trying to wrap them up at Game of the Year. Um, the speech of Larian's uh, Sven, I'm going to mispronounce his name, brought tears to the eyes of his team members in the audience. He talked about what Baldur's Gate 3 meant to the team, how it was the team's pandemic project, and how they lost Jim Southworth, lead cinematic artist on Baldur's Gate 3, to cancer just last month. This was easily one of the most human moments in the nearly four-hour onslaught of nonstop commercialism. But hey, please wrap it up, was the thing that was on the prompter in the back. The almighty dollar. Um, another odd moment came when CD Projekt Red took home the award for Best Ongoing Game after being introduced by actor Anthony Mackie, who spent a chunk of the man... It's in my notes. I'll get to it. But uh, Anthony Mackie was on stage far too long. I don't know if they told him to stretch for time or they just said, go out and have fun. And he didn't care. 
because he went on and on mindlessly. The only thing that I, I remembered out of uh, Mackie's uh, appearance there uh, was before the ad break, and he was like, it seemed like he was hurrying the two award winners along off the stage. Maybe, but his whole speech before he even got to announcing the awards was just going on forever. I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> to I, be mean, honest, I mean, I was just poking my head in to see what... I, uh, I stopped paying attention for a while, and then yeah. when it kind of clicked that he was still up there talking, I was like, God, this guy's taking forever. Anthony Mackie's horrible. <laughs> like, I love him in Twisted Metal. I love him, you know, the Avenger, everything. Uh, I, 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 he's great. He's a great actor. I enjoy seeing him. Mm-hmm. But if this is like... <laughs> he handles himself on a stage or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's good. Look, it's just safe to I'm say. It's, look, it's just safe to say that the bigger, the bigger the star, the more time you got on stage. I suppose, man. Um, Which isn't that surprising in the entertainment sphere? Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, going back to the CD Projekt Red thing, they took home the award for best ongoing game after being induced by introduced by <laughs> induced by Anthony Mackie, who took a dunk, chunk of time bantering with the audience and plugging season two of Twisted Metal on Peacock. But when um, the two developers actually got on stage to collect their award. They were given scant time before the music started up. This morning, which would have been, I think this was Friday, uh, yesterday, this, this morning Jeff Keeley himself recognized that while no one was cut off, the music indeed felt like it came in too quickly. Uh, his tweet says, By the way, I do agree that the music was played too fast for award winners this year, and I asked our team to relax that rule as the show went on. While no one was actually cut off, it's something to address going forward. Um, as Steven Totillo, uh, shared, it's not like the wrap it up music was automated. I can confirm. He wrote on Twitter. There was manual control of when to start the 32nd countdown to the please wrap it up sign manual control of when to make it flash. It was all tweakable. Um, Oh, Steven Totillo. Uh, he sat two rows behind the person managing the clock. And he's got he's even got a picture of it right there. Um, I can confirm there was manual control when to start the 30 second countdown of the please wrap it up sign. So, yeah, it was something that could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrities are entertaining and ads do pay the bills necessary to keep a show running. But hopefully future game award shows will advocate uh, will al- allocate developers as much time as Gonzo the Muppet was given to talk about the work they and their teams put into their in to earn their recognition. Give folks time to enjoy the deserved moment in the spotlight, or else let's just call the Game Awards what it is. Winter E3. Uh, God, you guys know I love the Muppets, but I agree. The, you know, and the, the bit was odd anyway. The Muppets currently have nothing going on right now, so I'm not exactly sure why they were there. Uh, there was nothing there to promote that I know of. I can't remember. I would go back to it, but it felt Still a popular character. It's Gonzo. More it, no, more and no. I love Gonzo. I'm just saying that. It, it, but yeah, more known than the people who were there. Yeah, but it wasn't Kermit. <laughs> but still a Muppet and more known than the people there. Very, very, very likely. What, very I mean, likely. What did I say earlier? The more popular you are, the more time you got on there. So there you go. Well, I know Jeff's got some sort of um, connection with uh, the Henson stuff because I know he was involved with the Muppets for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it was their haunted mansion thing uh, mm-hmm. last year, yeah. but um, but yeah, it, every, all of it just just felt all the segments that took up so much time felt overly long, felt too I don't want to say pandering, but 
I don't know, when you see people getting brushed off stage real quick after their after their thank yous, or when you see there was there were two people up there who who won an award for something. It was male, female. Male says his thing, gets done, steps away from the mic, music hits hard. She steps in to give hers, and they're like, oh, oh, no, and they bring down the music. Just like, let them talk, man. You don't have to hit that music right when he backs off. Just, just, uh. There were so many moments where it just, I love the new game reveals. I can't, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna crap on that, because I'm there for it as well. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee you, and I'm telling you this right now, if they had a separate show, Three hours of content that contain no new footage of games. What you wouldn't even have to. Don't give me any footage of games at all. You could use stills if you or, or title cards. It's a YouTube. Clip. I would be there. Yeah, it's a YouTube clip. Twenty five minutes, you're done. But I'm just saying, as much as I talk about the new game reveals and how that fuels the thing. Yeah. And and the notes that I took on the new game stuff and not whatever. If they had an award show that strictly was about the people that make the games, and like I said. Three hours of nothing but people on stage accepting their awards and, and, and nominees. No game footage, no new announcements. I would still be there just as, you know, excited about seeing that as I would be about the new games. I really would. I don't know how many other people would enough to... I'm not saying I'm not the, I'm the only one that does it. I'm just saying I don't know that enough of us would be there to support such a thing. I doubt it would be a huge number. Yeah, I doubt be there'll be some, but not enough to merit um, advertisers and whatnot jumping yeah. in on that. So yeah, so I don't know. I, I yeah. So anyway, rant over. <laughs> I would like to I would like to be done with that rant now on this, at least for me. Uh, but if you've got any rants you want to throw out there, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, um, it seems like just typical award show. It is a whole bunch of a whole bunch of fluff and not and not enough uh, substance. As much as they don't want to be that, that is exactly what they that, are. Yeah, that's what they turn into. Um, I just feel like they could be better, shorter. Sure, it, you know. And if they stuck to it, where like I said, there was no game footage and they were there giving the awards out, you'd be much shorter than three hours. Yeah, but I would still I would still be entertained. I, I really would. I would love. Plus, I could get sound bites of these people thanking their things, you know, thanking their, their, I could use that on the air and stuff. I, I could use that on the air right now. There's just not much of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that was my whole thing. Uh, let me go back to some of the, um, some of the comments here. Cause I've just been going off since we started. Yeah. Uh, AC Wraith only watched it for the Warframe drop. Same, Same as you. Same here. Uh, it was, it was, uh, this was the first, uh, Twitch drop that I actually cashed in on because I looked at I looked at where it dropped and I'm like wow look at all this stuff that I never I never uh, cashed in on because of drops of stuff that I looked at yeah, yeah. and and speaking of Warframe their yeah. their showcase and I've got it in my notes but their yeah. showcase of whatever that was mm-hmm. I can't remember the name it's in my notes um, looked wonderful yeah that looked fantastic uh, let's see uh, something else about Warframe I do remember uh, chat was filled with uh, Clem the uh, what character from Warframe just oh, taking okay. up all, taking up uh, taking over chat, um, and then uh, people really spoke up when the best ongoing game that came was up, and they were just Cyberpunk won that. Yeah, and the Clem the Clem post really picked up uh, <laughs> during that part because when I think because yeah, one of the things I think about as uh, it with should. Warframe 
I think of ongoing. I think of I think of a Warframe. How long has that game been running? I mean, there was no. That was such a weird win. I don't want to diminish the. the I don't. I don't. Screw that. It's not a diminishing thing to talk about. Um, no, no, no. One of the things about awards is you look at it and you think to yourself, "Why did you win?" You, you why already, were you, you even you, nominated? You, yeah, you think about why did you win? Uh, how'd you get nominated? Uh, what uh, what was the criteria for you winning this award? What, uh, is this is this ongoing? Granted, I mean, just, I mean yeah. yeah. Granted, they've come questions. a long yeah. way. I, I I give Cyberpunk or, or CD Projekt Red team uh, credit for having Cyberpunk released how it did, yeah. and pulling it into where it is now. But if you're gonna use that as the reason for winning, then No Man's Sky is gonna sweep every single year mm-hmm. for all the content that they produce yeah. and and the way that they have gone from you know, just crap to this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't yeah, get why cyberpunk was Cause my experience with cyberpunk is uh main game updates, DLC, and that's it. Yeah. What about that is ongoing? You got more, uh, DLC in the future because that you can apply that to a, a whole bunch of other games out there. Yeah, uh, and I need to open up my awards list because I want to see who else was nominated in, in that category. But, um, but yeah, let's see. Do, 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 do. Nope, that's every trailer. Uh, let's see. I thought I had one that had all the winners. Hmm. Apparently, did, I don't. What did Alan Wake get? Like best art direction, I think. Alan Wake won a lot, actually. Um, I would, man, I got to find a list. I want to say it it was score and uh, art direction for Alan Wake, too. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will go over some more of the awards. I wanted to get, oh, let me finish up this. Um, AC Wraith, no speech longer than the COD campaign. That was, oh, what's his name, who came out, God of War's voice actor who came out saying that... um, his speech was longer than the God of War, the, the Call of Duty campaign. That mm. was good. Uh, Lethal Migraine, boring as hell, no good announcements. Hellblade has taken two years too long to make, and it still has no release date. Kojima is mentally ill. Um, Motile, I have been disappointed with award shows that I haven't watched them in years. Much prefer just to come here for the rundown. We'll give you that, Motile. Yep. Um, I had no intention of watching it, but I had nothing better to do until a hockey game I wanted to watch later in the night. Uh, at least no one invaded the stage this year, says Star 66. Winter E3. Why does E3 deserve to be disrespected like that? <laughs> Honestly, E3 deserves to be disrespected, sure. That's why I'm saying call it Winter Games Fest or something. Uh, they could have cut off the host who couldn't deliver their already bad jokes. Um, I was unimpressed by it all, says Lethal Migraine. And even though Brothers A Tale of Two Sons is one of my favorite games, why are they doing a remake? Serves no purpose. Uh, let's see. They said Phantom Liberty was the end of Cyberpunk's DLC. Yes, they did. Christopher Judge, that's who it was. I couldn't get the name. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will go over the award uh, winners on that, and I'll go over some of my notes as well. It is all ahead for you here on in-game chat. Music, of course, we're sticking with our um, Christmas theme here, and we're going to go back to Arkham Origins for our first break, The Night Before Christmas is the name of this track. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Ingame Chat. This is music from Ukulele, Glitter Glaze Glacier. That's a glitter 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 glitter. But it's all Christmassy. All right, going over the award winners. Start from the bottom, work our way up, and then I'll skip things that just don't matter. Um, we'll start with player's voice because I think that was the first award they gave out that wasn't some kind of rundown of things but uh, it's a category that is 100% voted on by fans for their favorite game of 2023 and that was Baldur's Gate uh, Baldur's Gate 3 uh, more specifically turning this thing off because it's making a noise mm-hmm. anyway uh, what else do we have best adaptation you know, uh, like Twisted Metal, Super Mario Movie. Best film adaptation of a game. Yeah, film, television. Yeah. Because um, Castlevania was in there as well. Mm-hmm. As was Gran Turismo, but Last of Us, of course, was the winner. Mm. Sure. <laughs> really, yeah. Not that I have any problem with that, but I, there, there's... I, Which one had the most drama? Yeah. I mean, it could have been Mario, uh, the Mario movie. Um May have had some contention there, but Last of Us was just so good. No, I, I would treat it like a, if it's film, if it's film and, and TV adaptation. I think about like I would uh, the Oscars or Emmys or something like that. Yeah, the one that like um, has the most drama. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, lot, or the one that's real heady, that type of thing. Yeah, that's the one that usually wins. It's like it's like back in the day when uh, all the um, the foreign films with subtitles would win <laughs> awards at the Emmys and no one understood what was going on. Hey, uh, did you see Parasite? Which one? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're thinking anime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got we got aliens taking over humans, or we got the uh, the uh, the. Um, I'm talking about the family. Korean, I'm talking about Korean, the family living in the basement. Yeah, was it was it a Korean film or a Chinese? Was it uh, Chinese or Korean? Might have been Korean. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. though. Heard of it? I never heard of it. Never saw. It. I know it yeah. got a lot of press and a lot of awards, but yeah, uh, yeah I never saw the film. Yeah. yeah, there was some good. There were some good moments in that film, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I think next year, the at least I know next year in the running, you'll have, uh, I think Fallout might be a pretty good contender for that award. Unless something else drops, yeah. Well, I know Last of Us Season 2 is not hitting until 2025, and we're getting Fallout next year, and I, I don't know what else we're getting next year as far as uh, television or film that are that are game-related. I know that we're getting... I know they're doing a sequel to Mortal Kombat, but I don't think that's next year. Mm-hmm. And I know they are doing a um, League of Legends is next year too. Uh, 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 Arcane, Arcane, yeah. Second season of Arcane is next year also, and that's a good one. Sonic Three is next year probably. So, another uh, thing, I, I still think it's going to go uh, standard fare again. It's probably going to go to um, to wherever the drama is. Wherever the drama yeah. is, probably going to be Fallout then. Uh, most anticipated game: Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, then we got your esports game, your esports team, your esports event, your esports coach, just your esports athlete. 
your content creator of the year. These are all technical awards that can go somewhere else. I didn't know that was a category. The coach of an esports team. The coach. Team is yeah. A, okay. Okay. Uh, best multiplayer game. Um, oddly enough, with the Baldur's Gate three. Now, I don't consider Baldur's Gate three as a multiplayer game. It totally is, but I think of um, Street Fighter six. Super Mario Wonder is also a multiplayer thing. Disney Illusions Island, Illusion Island can be a multiplayer thing. Um, uh, what other multiplayer type games? Anyway, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, Super Mario Wonder, and then Baldur's Gate 3 was the winner on that. Best Sim Strategy Game, Pikmin 4 won that one. Best Sports Racing Game, um, Forza Motorsport. Not hard to figure that one out. Best Family Game, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Which, by the way, I've played. And it's great. <laughs> Mario Wonder's really, really good. Um, best Fighting Game, God of Rock was a nominee. Yeah, I like wasn't I said, familiar with that. Like I said, some of these titles I had no idea. That's um, why I'm going back over these. Mortal Kombat 1 we knew. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. So they could pick up the debate about is Smash Brothers a a uh, yeah. fighting game or not? That type of uh, thing. Pocket Bravery and then Street Fighter Six, which was the winner. Mm-hmm. So, best RPG went to Baldur's Gate Three. Not surprised. Yeah. Um, Starfield was nominated there, but did not win. Best action adventure game: Alan Wake Two, Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four, or Star Wars Jedi Survivor: Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom was the winner for that one. All right, next one. Best action game. Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, or Remnant 2. It went to Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Which I haven't played that yet. You haven't, you haven't played that, that yet either. Uh, Digging Stratbook, though. Do what? Stratbook. Really? Future Press. Yeah. yeah I, it, hard, is, it a, is it a physical hard? Co- hard, hard okay. collector's item. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Innovation and accessibility. This recognizes software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, uh, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. So things like uh, Street Fighter VI has the ability to tell you which side of, the, the, um, which side of your character your opponent is on mm-hmm. uh, so that you know, either people with bad sight or blind can play their game. Yeah. Uh, Forza Motorsport won this. I wish they had gone over the the the, the details of like everything that they offer mm-hmm. in that just to just to know exactly why it took that home, you know. Yeah. Uh, best VR game went to Resident Evil Village. Best community support did not go to Destiny Two, but it did go to Baldur's Gate Three. Best mobile game. I, I, I had no idea where this was going to go, um, but it was uh, Star Rail, Hon, Hon, Honkai Star Rail. Is that yeah, something I've never heard of. Yeah, H O N K A I. Yes. Yeah. Now, best debut indie game. This was an interesting thing. Um, was it? Yeah. Uh, the best debut game created by a new independent studio, uh, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. I have played Venba. Uh, I played the demo to Viewfinder, and the winner was a game that I played recently and will go back to play again, Cocoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really enjoyed that. 
glad it won in that sense. Um, but that was best debut indie game. Best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game media uh, made outside the traditional publisher system. A lot of controversy on this. I say controversy. There was a lot of talk about it because of the definition of what an indie is. Um, mm. For instance, uh, they talked about Dave the Diver. Looks very indie. And it is made by a small studio. But that small studio is just a branch off from a much larger studio that again has a bunch of funding coming in from somewhere else. So it's hard to call them that's independent. Stre- that's, a, that's a stretch on the definition of independent in that yeah. case. Yeah, yeah, that would be. It's it's hard to call them independent. So yeah. there was that. Sea of Stars, by the way, was the winner. I don't know about them as far as are they indie or not. I have no idea. I just remember reading about the controversy of the whole situation of what defines indie. Gut feeling right now, if you had a if you had a significant uh, amount of funding from a, that big outside source like that, mm-hmm. not and not crowdfunding, I'm thinking that's it's not not really independent. Yeah, I mean, I you know, if you're backed by you know, like Bungie used to consider themselves independent, but they're owned by Sony now. Although they still, hmm, for now. They still consider themselves to be independent while they do, while they have been bought by Sony, they have no influence from Sony. They are still on their own in the decisions they make, the choices they make, the games they make, that sort of thing so far. And we'll get to that story coming yeah, up. Until the funding yes, comes uh, up, yeah. Until they start, uh, until sales don't hit a certain point, then, then, yeah. you'll, see some, then you'll see some influence. Uh-huh. Yeah. Best ongoing game, we got into this, Apex yeah. Legends. Perfectly nominatable for an ongoing game. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy fourteen. Yep, it's an MM, it's an online MMO. Sure, um, that makes sense. Fortnite, same as Apex Legends, absolutely works. Genshin Impact, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, but if it fits, good. Cyberpunk twenty seven seven does not seem to fit in this category because it doesn't. But it won, like we said. Yeah. You may as well throw Elden Ring in there as, as well. Uh, games for Impact went to uh, Tachia, I think is how it's called. Um, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I remember hearing about that game. It is very, very uh, steeped in tradition and... What's the term... I don't want to say fairy tales. What's the term of like stories that are passed down over and over and over again? Um, lore, myth, legend, stuff like that of, of the particular people that it represents. And I yeah. apologize. I don't know who they are right now, but, um, but yeah, I fable? heard about that. Hmm? Fable, folktale. Um, uh, folktales would be good. Yeah. yeah folktales okay. would work. Yeah. Um, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, best for performance. Uh, awarded to an individual for voiceover acting, motion, and or performance capture. Um, Spider-Man 2, Alan Wake 2, Cyberpunk 2077, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Final Fantasy 16. The winner went to Neil Newbin uh, of Baldur's Gate 3. Um, he was, it was one of the first awards they gave out. Uh, and he looked so excited to have won and to 
thank everybody, and then he started getting played off, and it was really annoying. Uh, best <laughs> audio design went to Hi-Fi Rush, which makes Not sense good. because it's a game about music and sound, music so that works. Music, rhythm, and timing. Best score and music. They did not win for that, but Final Fantasy sixteen won mm. for that one, which I'll eventually get around to. Best art direction, Alan Wake 2. Mm. Best narrative, Alan Wake 2. Oh. Best game direction, Alan Wake 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3 really were your standout winners this year. Mm-hmm. And likely maybe your standout winners of gaming this year, to be honest with you. Um, but Baldur's Gate 3 won Game of the Year. So those are all of your awards. Um, I noticed in the chat room, uh, Thar66 said that Spider-Man won nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not that they need to. Look, I, I get that they didn't win anything, and I'm sure the devs probably feel bad about that while they're wiping away the tears with tons of money. Um, <laughs> it's, it's always great to be recognized for the work you put in. It is. And that recognition comes in many forms, whether it be your peers voting on a category or whether it be the amount of sales that come in. There are plenty of ways that you can be recognized for your work and what you have done. And I don't know anything about the studio as far as how they handle crunch or how any of that stuff is sort of done. I don't hear a lot of complaints, Mm -hmm. uh, or at least I've never read about a lot of complaints most of the time because people are under an NDA. But if everything's going good there, then that's great, and I'm I'm happy for them. Um, But yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, they didn't win anything. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of games that didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Super Mario Wonder got like one award uh, and didn't win anything else. Mm-hmm. Super Mario RPG didn't win anything else. Um, what's uh, what's something else maybe that came out? Starfield won nothing. Well, yeah, it got nominated for yeah, one thing, nom- but it won yeah, nothing. Nominated, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is bring fine. This up, yeah, I bring this up because of, uh, it's, it's something else that always comes up with uh, awards. Uh, who got snubbed. Yeah. Yeah. So Starfield, I don't want to say Starfield got snubbed though. Starfield feels like they earned their lack of nominations. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like they were snubbed only for the fact that I don't necessarily think that they did anything worth being rewarded for. Mm-hmm. Um, Mortal Kombat one got hardly anything. Got a couple of nominations, but yeah, didn't got win. Nom- got nominations. Yeah. Diablo four, a couple of nominations, didn't win anything. Um, Street Fighter six got you know some wins in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom from Legend of Zelda nowhere, as far as a winner. Uh, well, I think maybe there the, was there was one that one award they got. Yeah, but still, it's a Zelda game, man. We haven't had a Zelda game since the launch of the. I say a, a Zelda proper Zelda game, mm-hmm. not a remake or something like that. We haven't had a proper Zelda game since the launch of the Switch. And this year we got it, mm-hmm. and it didn't win anything. Or didn't win, it barely got nominated mm-hmm. for a lot of things. So it's, it's just interesting how what else did we get this year? Metroid Dread, was that this year or last year? I think that was last year. Yeah. I think Dread was last year. But we're about to have to go to a break here as soon as he finds this. 2021. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will go over the reveals that we saw at the Game Awards. And I promise you that will be the last thing we talk about the Game Awards will be this, uh, all these reveals. And I'm going to try to run through them in 30 minutes. We'll be back with more of in-game chat right after this. Music from Fable. Welcome back to the show. That is music from Blue Stinger. That's right. What system was that on? Uh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yep. I have yet to go through my Dreamcast titles yet. Mm-hmm. I have yet to even download any Dreamcast titles yet. Yep. Um, for emulation purposes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's jump into. Um, the show notes for, come on, where's my notes? There we go. There was a lot that I missed. There were, there were parts of it that I missed because um, I did have to get ready for bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there were some things that you will not hear me talk about that were in there. So, you know, just, just we cut it for time. We wrapped it up. Uh, so here we go. I got my list. The pre-show, uh, we got Brothers Tale of Two Sons, the remake of that, which I'm surprised we're getting just like Lethal Migraine that we're getting a remake. Um, but we are. Uh, then we had uh, the reveal of Pony Island 2. Then Rise of the Golden Idol, which I believe is a sequel to Curse of, I think it was Curse or Legend of the Curse of the Golden Idol or something, I think. Um, yeah, the developer of Inscription uh, is the one doing Pony Island 2. The Rise of the Golden Idol is a sequel to the game Case of the Golden Idol. Um, unusual, or no, I'm sorry, Usual June, 
an action an action adventure game about teenagers and a space time cataclysm developed by Overland developers Finji. Twenty twenty five on that one. Um, Ark Knights Infield, a spinoff action RPG from a strategy game. Um, technical test on that begins on January tenth. By the way. Harmonium the Musical, an accessible narrative game about a young deaf musician. That was the first reveal trailer. Um, it seemed interesting. If you're looking for your uh, winner for Games with Impact or something like that, you'll probably find it there in that one. Uh, whenever it does get released, I don't know. Uh, the next game looked really, really cool. Uh, and I was, I was very, very interested in it. Windblown. It is from the developers of Dead Cells. Coming out next year at some point, it was a co-op roguelike, and I loved every bit of it. And it had me hooked. So did the one after that. The uh, follow-up to the action rhythm game Thumper called Thrasher. That looked really cool. There was Persona 3 Reload. I'm not a Persona guy. Uh, World of Goo 2 uh, was a sequel, which it's been, God, what was it, like 13 years since we've had World of Goo. And uh, they're finally getting around to a sequel. Yep. Uh, Metaphor was shown off, a fantasy RPG from Atlas Entertainment, fall 2024. It's just, it doesn't, those don't, those don't get me there. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, they just don't pull me in. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there was a lot of that uh, for me during the reveals. I mean, a whole bunch of stuff that I really didn't, uh, didn't pique my interest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We saw Exodus. It was a time-traveling sci-fi action game with very Mass Effect vibes. Unknown of when that's going to get released. God of War popped up. And I thought, well, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's a game mode. They're introducing a game mode. God of War... God of... God of War... God of War Ragnarok Valhalla is DLC. It's free DLC coming out next week. In fact, wait a second. Yeah, 9, 10, 11, coming out uh, Tuesday. Um, roguelike elements for God of War Ragnarok. So, Something called Big Walk, a co-op puzzler from the Untitled Goose Game developers. Uh, then we got Hellblade, man. That was when, when she came out to take the stage, I was, she was there, I thought, to, to do an award. But she was there to talk about uh, Hellblade. And as the trailer went on, I'm like... Give us a date. Come on. Give us a date. I will just give us a date. We didn't get a specific date. We just got the year, which is 2024. So we still don't know when in 2024 we're getting that. But I'm almost positive it's way in the fall. Because if it was any sooner, I would have thought they would have thrown that up there. Delayed to 2025. Right? Yep. Very likely. Second quarter of 2025. In February? March, maybe? May. Really? Mm -hmm. All right. His money's on May, folks. I... Th the realist in me says, you're right, it'll be 2025. I don't necessarily know about May. <coughs> the, um, the other part of me, whatever that part is, uh, feels the like hopeful they... hopeful part? Yeah, I think so. The, let it just be this year please um for that so yeah hellblade 2 2024 uh that's what they're saying kimuri 
What did I write down for that? Anything? Uh, nope. Um, a fantasy parkour-looking new project from a studio called Unseen. I don't remember that one. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked. That was from the uh, studios behind Ori and the Blind Forest. It's, an, it's a top-down RPG. Uh, very interested in that. Even though I never played Ori. Oh, then we got the, uh, yeah, then we got the Sega stuff we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Remakes of some uh, classic, uh, classic popular titles that they yeah, have. So, yeah, it's making new games based on a bunch of arcade classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jet Set Radio, Golden Axe, Crazy Taxi, and Shinobi. And I want to say there's actually more. Yeah, they said and more. Uh, Streets of Rage was also uh, mm-hmm. featured in there as well. Now, by more, I'm hoping they do something with... Uh, more with the uh, Virtual Fighter, like number six. Yeah. Because all these fighting games get their sequels and Virtual Fighter still staying on five. And, when was uh, the last time you, when was the uh, Virtual Fighter five was what year? You remember? Uh, not I'll look that up. Head, you go yeah. ahead. I'll, I'll, yeah, do, I'll um, look it up. Virtual, uh, yeah, because we've had uh, uh, revisions of Virtual Fighter five and the most recent one being uh, Ultimate Showdown put on the um, PS4, which I'm, which I'm still getting a lot of, uh, Right. A lot of joy out of. Yeah. Keep hope alive on that one. Last game came out in tw- 2006. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in terms of uh, fighting games as well, uh, maybe they'll do something with uh, Eternal Champions. Because I've been harping on that for, okay. uh, uh, for a long time, too. Very, you're, doing all, you're doing all these remakes of all these other uh, titles. So, yeah, hopefully you do something with that as well. But, um, yeah, looking at that, I saw the format they were doing. The, the one that, something that stuck out to me was the format they were using for what appeared to be Golden Axe and Streets of Rage. Golden uh-huh. Axe and Streets of Rage had a, a full 3D um, Very, yeah. uh, camera uh, aspect to it. Instead of the, uh, like a third-person uh, f- third over-the-shoulder, yeah, third whatever. Yeah, third-person over-the-shoulder, full yeah. 3D type thing, as opposed to the uh, 2D uh, scrolling um, um, format yeah. that, that, that we're used to. Really did like what they uh, what it looked like they did with Crazy Taxi though, because Crazy Taxi was just pure arcade fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all looked really good. Yeah. All that stuff, Jet Set Radio looked great as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was I was kind of floored at first because I thought they were delivering a package like, oh, it's going to be greatest hits of the Dreamcast or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like the, the, the like the Genesis collection on the yeah, uh, that's what PS4, I thought it was. But like as that. they kept showing yeah. footage, I was like, that's those are that's updated. That yeah, looks those, yeah, those, these way up, different. These are too updated to be a collection. Type like, thing going yeah, on and then I'm like, what is what what are we getting here? What is this? Yeah, and then it's like, oh, they're doing remakes. Okay, yeah, stuff we're working on. And uh, Shinobi, um, we talked about looked like a one of those side scrolling. Um, anime fantasy uh slashes the format the, mm-hmm. the art style of it anyway but um i started thinking about um the revenge of shinobi um, yeah back, uh on the uh, genesis years back that gave me flashbacks to that so i'm looking forward to what they're going to do with the with these titles i'm just happy to see sega doing something mm-hmm. with their with their uh with their properties instead of now. sonic yeah Instead oh. of Sonic all the time. Yeah, because it was, it was getting to the point where you believe that Sega was just uh, afraid to do anything except same old, same old. Uh, don't, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just keep Well, think about all their properties. Stuff, yeah. They really haven't touched it other than Sonic. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. What I mean. Do something with your properties. So kudos to them for actually doing something with, yeah. uh, with what they got. 
and uh, showing some initiative and uh, changing things up. Uh, we got a new Dragon Ball game, Dragon Ball Z Sparking Zero. It's a fighting game. Uh, then the, this was interesting. Uh, the casting of Frank Stone, which mm-hmm. is from Supermassive and mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight. It is a single-player, narrative-focused horror game in the Dead by Daylight universe, but it's being developed by Supermassive Games, folks who did Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures Anthology and The Quarry, coming out sometime next year. Um, A big one here, not for me, but for I feel like a ton of um, RPG lovers, Uh, Visions of Mana, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a new Mana series from Squeenix, and uh, that is coming out next year as well. Uh, what else do I have here? Rise of the Ronin, an action game from uh, Team Ninja, which at first I think I thought was like Ghosts of Tsushima 2, mm-hmm. but the more it played, I was like, no, 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 this is, first off, Team Ninja didn't make that, and secondly, this this is looking more Japanese than anything yeah, else. It's 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 a updated Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, March. Hard, yeah, hard up. Uh, uh, hard, difficult style sword play. Yeah. March 22nd of 2024 on PlayStation Systems. Uh, then we got OD, uh, which is the Hideo Kojima Jordan Peele project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got a name. Just OD. That's all we got. We got, I think, a list of actors, but that's it's all we got. So just have to wait for it. Jurassic Park Survival was announced, a first-person action game set the day after the 1993 film. Uh, I made a note here in all caps <laughs> because this is done every time. Anytime something Jurassic Park is teased or talked about or whatever, anytime you're trying to tease that and you say, here's something that is 65 million years in the making, we know what that is. Dead giveaway. Stop using that. That is the worst crutch. <laughs> I call it a crutch. It's not a crutch. But it is the most overused, I don't even want to call it a tease, but whatever it is. I call it a gimmick. That whole thing of like 25, you know, 25 years of the making of something is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like a sequel to Virtual Fighter 6. Yeah. You can say it's been 20 or whatever, how many years it's been in the making. It's been too long. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's been in the making for this long. But when you say, and everyone does, it was the tagline of the first film. An adventure, 65 million years in the making. And then games doing the same thing. And then Keely up there doing that. I was like, we know what you're talking about. Stop using that. Mm-hmm. Come up with something else. Stop it. <laughs> Get so tired of it. Write something new. Yeah. They're not, though. They won't. It's, it's, it's. <sighs> 66 million years in the making. Right. There you go. <laughs> well, that hadn't been a million years. But yeah. Or or back it up some. It's only been fifty nine million years in the making. Yeah. Um, seriously though, if they era. said if if somebody so sixty five million years in the making, if someone came on and said fifty million years in the making, I'd actually think, oh, not a Jurassic. What what could this? Because my first thing sixty five million Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Fifty five million, and I'm like, wait a second, is this Turok? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, which basically, those are your only two choices. Anytime 65 million years in the making, it's Turok or it's Jurassic Park. One of the two. Yeah. Unless we get, what was that old cartoon? Which one? 
dinosaurs that had mech elements on them, like little thing, and they had dino lasers. Riders. Was it Dino Riders? Was that what that was? It was an old cartoon, man. Yeah, di- I think it was Dino Riders. Um, and I think the dinosaurs talked. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah. 88 action fiction. Um, humans uh, fly through a wormhole and end up on the prehistoric Earth. Uh, yeah, Dino Riders is an animated television series that first aired in 1988. The cartoon was primarily a promotional show to launch a new Tyco toy line. Only 14 episodes were produced. Yeah, October of 88. But um, I'm looking at these pictures here. It's these, these dinosaurs with uh, mech elements. Uh, yeah. Them, yeah. I think they had uh, Dino Riders, I believe is what it is. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Dino Riders. Trying to remember when that was. This is October of 88. 14 episodes? I feel like I watched a whole lot more than that. 90. I don't remember watching it in the 80s. I guess it was. Syndication, maybe? Maybe. Just something that they just... uh, Because I can't find anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's a first-run syndication. Hmm, had Peter Cullen in it. Oh, wait a second. Extreme dinosaurs? Give me, do you have any other clips or something? Extreme dinosaurs is an American animated series in 1997 based on a toy line from Mattel in 96. The show is a spinoff of Street Sharks. Remember that one, too? Where they first appeared as the Dino Avengers. Is that the one you meant? I don't know. Because all I see is a title card. I don't have anything else. Uh, Let's see. Um, Characters were Stegs, Bullseye, Spitor, Hax, T-Bone, Spike. Those names sound familiar? (laughs) They don't, man. They don't don't sound familiar, man. Okay. Um... Yeah, it just looks like uh, anthro dinosaurs, but yeah, the ones with uh, actual dinosaurs with uh, mecha- uh, mech enhancements. Yeah, that's uh, that dino- was dino riders. That's dino riders. Yeah, God, I feel like there was just I, man. I'm gonna have to dino saucers. What is that? What year was dino saucers? Maybe this is what I'm thinking of. Dino saucers is an '87 animated television series. Sixty-five episodes were made, but it only lasted one season. What? One season, sixty-five episodes. Yeah, they went long. The, back in yeah. uh, back to back in syndicated animation days. Yeah, it was long. Um, they they had long production times. Um, I'll have to look that one up too. Nah, it might have been that one. It might have been Dino Saucers. You said the dinosaurs talked, right? I don't remember, man. I'm thinking they did. Oh, it is Dino Saucers. Okay. Because I remember this uh, red T-Rex looking thing. Yeah, okay. I remember these guys. Yep, I remember them. There is, there is one of the dinosaurs wearing like a helmet of some sort. Hmm. 
Um, I'm sorry, folks. I got. I had to go back and figure out what this was. I had to go back and find it. <laughs> I really had to because it was really bugging me. Because I'm like, I don't think it's Dino Riders. It wasn't Genghis Rex, was it? No, no. It's it's definitely Dino. No, I'm talking about the character you said, the uh, dinosaur with a, a helmet or something like that. Oh, I don't know. I okay. didn't find it. Yeah, uh, I did not find it. No, I mean, I'm on the I'm on the page describing it now. They got the character names and everything. Dino saucers. <laughs> anyway, back to the show. Uh, <laughs> we spent way too much time going down that rabbit hole. Uh, so yeah, Jurassic Park uh, with that one. We got Rocket Racing, which was the uh, Rocket League guys, Psionics, um, doing a Fortnite yeah. thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's Mario Kart with a uh, Rocket uh, Rocket League cars. Uh, black uh, black drivers. Yeah, yeah. Black Myth Wukong. Wukong? Wukong, Black an, Myth. Yeah, an action RPG that uh, is coming out in August of, the, of next year. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, February 2nd. Okay, moving on. Warfame, Whispers in the Walls. Mm-hmm. Looks really cool. And then we got Ready or Not, which is a tactical FPS currently in early access. Excuse me. Um... Tales of Kinzera, Zao, I don't know what that is, an action platformer um, coming out in April. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage, that is from the Life is Strange folks. Mm. Looked kind of interesting to me. The first Berserker, Kazan, an action RPG based on the Dungeon and Fighter series. It's a hack and slash, Mm. and uh, I'm down for some hack and slash. Uh, Apex Legends and Final Fantasy VII doing a team up there. So, good job. Skull and Bones. Surprised to see this and surprised to get a release date. February the 16th. February's getting packed. But yeah, Skull and Bones. Uh, I believe there is a longer gameplay trailer online that you can find for um, Skull and Bones. Like 10 minutes IGN stuff. Uh, then we got a surprise announcement, a third-person game made by Arcane Studios and Bethesda, Blade, from Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems to fit perfectly with the way Arcane does a lot of their games. I think Blade would be a, a good a good thing to go with good them fit. there. Good fit? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Last Sentinel was uh, the next game that we got... Um, it's a dystopian action game by Lightspeed Studios. That's really all we got from it. Mm. Uh, the First Descendant, a looter shooter action RPG coming out next summer. Yeah, I played the demo for that earlier. It's okay. Yeah. First Descendant. Endless Zone or Zenless Zone Zero, I think. Uh, that's upcoming dungeon crawler game. 2024. Mecha Break. Uh, a multiplayer mech combat game announced Den of Wolves, a co-op futuristic action heist game from the developers of Payday and Payday 2. Uh, no idea of when that's going to get released. Exoborn, a extraction shooter from the developers of Battle Royale, Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt. Um, so yeah, Exoborn on that one. Asgard's Wrath. Two, I guess. A first-person God-battling VR game. That was just new gameplay. I, we, that had been announced already. Big one here, Light No Fire, which is the next big project from Hello Games, uh, No Man's Sky. Mm. So 
what's his name? Sean Murray. He was on stage yeah. talking about No Man's Sky, saying, okay, we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it instead of space, we're going to do it with just a world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is where Light No Fire is. God knows when that's going to be coming out. Um, the next major project with a procedurally generated map the size of the actual Earth is what they're calling it. Mm. I think they could pull it off. Well, I mean, I say that now. If, hey, with, uh, as with all uh, bold predictions, we'll see. Yeah, if No Man's Sky had not become what it had become, I wouldn't have as much faith, but I think they can pull that one off, mm-hmm. given what they've learned from, from No Man's Sky. Yeah. Uh, Frost Giant games or from RTS from Frost Giant games called Stormgate. Final Fantasy 16 Echoes of the Fallen, a new expansion, which was released that day. And then they also announced Rising Tide, which is scheduled for spring. So more DLC for Final Fantasy 16. Mm. The finals were show off and actually released that night. One of those shadow drops. It's a team-based game show FPS. It's on Steam. Uh, was doing pretty well, I believe, from what I remember. And then our big one, I say our big one, the, the big reveal at the end was a brand new Monster Hunter game. Monster Hunter Wilds. Mm. So, uh, coming out in 2025. So there you mm. go. We did the rundown. Look at us go. We've got to take a break. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we'll jump into all the other news because uh, there was one trailer that was not shown at the uh, Game Awards. Um, for, obvious, shown for obvious reasons. Earlier in the week, and we're going to talk about that. Dream Bells is the name of this track. I don't know where it's from. The titling got all messed up. But, Probably uh, Nights. Could be. You could be right. I don't know. We'll be right back with more of in-game chat right after this. It's Nights. Yep. RJ got it right. Welcome back to in-game chat. Music there from New Super Mario Brothers U. That is Snow Overworld. Because of course it is. Alright, so there was a lot of other things going on that weren't the Game Awards this week. And we haven't talked about those at all. Uh, the big one being the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6. 
was released on Monday. It was supposed to be released on Tuesday. A leaker got it out there who really wanted you to buy Bitcoin, by the way. Um, but a leaker got it out there early, and uh, Rockstar said, um, all right, fine, put it out there. And they did. And it was, the response was massive mm-hmm. for this thing. Um, it's coming out in 2025. You're getting your two protagonists on this one that we know so far. Um, they're on the cover art anyway. But um, And it's going to be on your... PlayStation 5 and your Xbox Series X, uh, but no mention of PC, by the way. Mm-hmm. So we do not know uh, when we'll get a PC port. We're sure we will, but you'll have to uh, you know, be double dipping as usual. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, let's see. First trailer for Rockstar's massive open world sequel, Grand Theft Auto 6 has already surpassed 85 million views and become the publisher's second biggest video on YouTube in record time, less than 24 hours after its debut. On December 4th, they released the first trailer for GTA 6. Um, So far, we don't know when or if there will be a PC port. Um, It's, let's see... Minutes later, and in the last 24 hours, the trailer has exploded on YouTube. As I'm writing this on December 5th, the trailer is quickly approaching 100 million views, which, when it inevitably crosses that point, will make it Rockstar's most viewed video on YouTube. Currently, the most watched trailer from Rockstar is the original GTA V announcement teaser, uh, which was released a decade ago. Um, however, GTA 6 is about to catch up and surpass the total views on a 12-year-old trailer in just 24 hours. Uh, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, that is a record. <laughs> it has also been reported that the trailer has beat the record for most views on a non-music YouTube video in 24 hours, previously held by Mr. Beast at 59.4 million. Keep in mind, it took GTA 6 only 13 hours to reach those views. So it's pretty clear there's a lot of excitement for the next Grand Theft Auto game. Um, so yeah, it was it was huge. It was huge. Um, Lethal Migraine says he couldn't possibly care less. I am interested in what they do with it because I know they lost Hauser and a couple of other people who have gone on to do other things Yeah, and aren't there for writing the, the stories. So yeah. I'll be interested to see how this thing um, unfolds. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm waiting to see how the, uh, how the entertainment factor is going to go without the, those two. Um, yeah. Regardless there. of... They're not being with the studio. This thing's going to just sales are just going to be amazing yeah. um, for this thing. I mean, it's GTA. It doesn't really matter. You could put it, you could call it GTA five vice city. I mean, you could put a subtitle on GTA five and it's going to sell amazingly well, mm-hmm. but you put a new number out beside it. Number six to advance it. It's just going to, it's just going to boom. Well, I think it just goes to show that people, uh, the fans of the of GTA has been, um, Absolutely starved mm-hmm. for new, some, well, something new. Yeah, because all they've had is uh, online in the main game for, like I said, ten years. But I don't think so, Rock, yeah. Rockstar. I think was kind of like, yeah, you know what, Five is doing well. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, Five is still doing well for us. We're still producing content for online. People are still buying that. The money's coming in. You know why? So, yeah, why mess up a good thing? Yeah, no, it's no real incentive to uh, yeah. go forward and make a six. Yeah. 
but yeah, that's what we got. Um, so yeah. What else do we get out of this? I've got some other stuff that aren't just Game Awards news. A event for Nintendo in Tokyo was canceled for next year after some threats were made to the staff uh, involved with it. I don't know what that was for. Uh, there have been layoffs reported at Hello Neighbor publisher Tiny Build. I hated to see that. I'm not friends with a bunch of people at Tiny Build. I'm just a fan of the studio or the the publisher anyway. And... Um, I hate to hear that is is happening over there. Uh, and then GTA, GTA, Cyberpunk 27.7 getting a fully functional Metro system next week. Yeah, Cyberpunk's getting a, a patch, which I think it already got a patch um, this week because they announced the, or they re- released the Ultimate Edition or whatever that comes with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they updated the game again. Uh, even though they told us that they were, they were done, like they, they would update for fix bug fixes and stuff. But as far as content being added, eh, we're done. Well, apparently, this last little patch here has not necessarily new to- new content, but more tweaks to the to the system itself. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're getting a full metro system, which they never had in the previous game. In fact, the metro system that you could have in the game was a modded one by uh, uh by by player support. You know, players built it and then yeah. put that, it in there. Isn't that typically the way? The yeah. one that started off for me was a DS fix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, the mod, if... Uh, if was the, that uh, Dark Souls? Dark Souls, Souls yeah. yeah. Dark Souls, yeah. If the if the company won't do it, dang it, I'll just take it upon myself to do it. And yeah. Give it out to the rest of the uh, rest of the community. Exactly. Because um, driving's still trash in that game, isn't it? I haven't done a lot of driving. Mainly because I didn't like <laughs> because it's because it's bad. I did one driving mission so far. Yeah, where I had to apparently I have to go and pick up all the different taxi cabs from the automated taxi service person mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and I went and picked. Sorry, I went and picked up one, and like he's telling me, "Hey, don't don't go too fast. No, don't don't get you know." And I'm like, "Oh God, I hope nobody hits this car because mm-hmm. I don't know how this how sensitive this thing is to the damage that I take." Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually in these types of games, if one person hits you, if it was no fault of your own, it doesn't matter. It's already triggered the character inside the car to be mad at you and will fire shots. And that's just going to bring in more problems. It's like, I don't know how this is going to play out. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to touch anybody. I'm be very careful. I, I delivered one car and I've been in the area to do more, but I have avoided it because I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I want that kind of stress. Yeah. So. Uh, I remember that my experience with, uh, driving in um cyberpunk it, not good man it wasn't it wasn't a pleasant experience yeah so this metro system was uh probably created out of desperation to get to where you need to go because i don't want to drive there um lethal migraine says the motorcycles are much better to drive than the cars and that's game. true that oh. is true i did get a uh, one of those i think it was i don't know the name of it, it was the uh orange sports uh bike yeah that i got from there and I had I had a much better time driving that. I haven't been on a bike car. yet. Yeah, I haven't done a bike yet. Get, get, get yourself a bike and uh, see how much better uh, driving uh, becomes in the game. Because the vehicles, I mean, the, the trucks, cars, yeah. not so much. Not great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, do we have a question? What's wrong with it? Oh, I'm sorry. Rob Zilla asked what's wrong with the phone number. Uh, the phone's... Well, that's 541. There's nothing wrong with the phones now. When we started, I had the uh, uh, the phones were on, on busy, but they're not. They, I took them off earlier. Yeah. Um, like 
before I even spoke in the microphone, I took off the bit. So there we go. Now that we got calls going. Mm-hmm. All right. One more news bit, and then we'll jump to the phones because we only got like 15 more minutes left to go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the other news, uh, two news stories here, and it comes out of Bungie. Um, we'll, we'll talk about these real quick as I pop them open, the news articles. Employees, this comes from PC Gamer. Employees are reportedly worried that if Destiny 2, the final shape, flops, there may be more layoffs, uh, which that makes sense. Um, Yeah, if it's not going to work, then they're going to lose it. It feels like many higher-ups aren't listening to the data and are like, we just need to win our fans back. They still like us, one employee said. No, they don't. We got rid of some of our most knowledgeable, beloved folks who have been here for 20-plus years. Every day I walk in afraid that I or my friends are next. No one is safe. That feeling is exacerbated by worries about the Destiny 2 expansion, The Final Shape, which was recently delayed from a planned release in February to June of uh, to June 4th. As the conclusion of the light and darkness saga that has been in the narrative backbone of Destiny since the release of the original game, expectations for the final shape are very high, and Bungie simply cannot afford to get it wrong. The current state of player dissatisfaction with Destiny 2 uh, and extended wait for the expansion has put the studio in an even tougher spot. And one source said the feeling among employees is that, quote, we're definitely looking at more layoffs if the final shape doesn't do well. For once, that outcome could even reach all the way to upper management. When Sony acquired Bungie in 2022, it said the studio would operate as an independent subsidiary headed by Parsons, I think it's Pete Parsons, uh, who remained as CEO following the takeover and with a board of directors split between representatives of Sony and Bungie. But multiple sources said that if Bungie misses financial targets by too wide a margin, Sony has the right to dissolve the current board and take full control. So, um, yeah, they said this might not add up to much of a front-facing change. Bungie is a wholly-owned Sony studio, after all, but it would be a seismic shift internally. Um, Yes, it would, if that should happen. I don't wish bad things on Bungie, even though I'm still banned. Uh, (laughs) But I, I honestly don't wish bad things on Bungie. And I say I don't wish that because there are, there's still plenty of people enjoying that game yeah and i hope they get to enjoy more of it yeah i get the feeling that um sony's gonna have that same mentality that uh squeenix does with their numbers despite how good the numbers are if it's not in their expectations yeah they're gonna they're gonna make a well that makes me wonder how good does this thing have yeah, to perform yeah, at define, this point define performance define yeah. a good performance how well does it have to do for it to for sony to say all right, you guys can still do your do your thing. Yeah, you know. But I'm but I'm saying, uh, is it possible that no matter how it performs, it doesn't it won't matter to Sony? If they lost my money, <laughs> <laughs> they might say, "Well, it didn't do good enough. It didn't do good enough to our liking. So therefore, yeah. we're taking over." I'm curious what that liking is. You know, I'm really curious. Like, what is the number to beat here? Um, I don't know. Might not be a number. That's what I'm trying to say. It, you're right. I, I know what you're saying. Like there might. I, I just feel in business though, they there probably is a number that only Sony knows what that number is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
or it's in writing or something. I don't know. I just I, I feel like there is there there exists a number and not just a sense of eh, it didn't do well, we're taking over. You know? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that was Sony's plan to begin with, but I don't think Sony's plan was for this sort of thing to happen to Bungie though, with the delay of the game and the the other problems that have been going on with the layoffs and not making the money and you know all the problems they were having. Yeah, uh, I don't. The, Sony didn't orchestrate for that to happen. No, but no, but they're seeing it. Well, they are, and, yeah, enough, and so. they're seeing enough of it that they're saying, guys, if you don't improve this, we're going to have to come in and clean house, take over. You know, uh, we we get that you are, you know, a subsidiary of ours, and you, that you, we gave you you know, the control you needed to make the games you wanted to make, mm-hmm. but it's not doing well and we got to do something. Otherwise this is, we got to protect our investment. Yeah. Seemingly is what they're doing. So anyway, um, that's the news on that. Let's jump into the phone calls here. Um, I know Rob, you're on, uh, I think you're online too. I know Chris is on one and we'll go to Chris. Hey Chris, what's up? Not much. What's going on? Anything? You playing anything? Are you, are you yeah, like the awards? Nice. What you think? Just, uh, I didn't tune in at all. I just watched uh, the, the you know one of the YouTube videos like uh, y'all were talking about. Just see what what the premieres were. Uh, just listen to y'all for a recap, and that's pretty much it. All right. Well, then you feel the same way we do. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the one of the ones I'm looking forward to that took me by surprise was the new uh, mining game you mentioned. But yeah, that came out of nowhere. And I you know I wrote that down. Uh, I was like, man, this doesn't mean anything to me, but I know it means a ton to a lot of people <laughs> uh, yeah, to get any kind of new mana game. Yeah. So but, you know, no other things coming around. You know, like the new stuff on Final Fantasy and other things in the DLC is I may just watch videos of, you know, for this and that and not worry about, you know, installing the game again to play them and stuff. But, right. yeah, the new Mana stuff was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, again, not not a, not in my wheelhouse, but I just know so many people mm-hmm. um, who, uh, for that was a big deal to get that, to get that reveal. So, yeah. I don't think it yeah, showed it gameplay. I think it was just a title, wasn't it? Or did it show gameplay? No, it showed gameplay too. Oh, did it? Okay, I can't remember. See, that's, that's how much that stuff. I'm not did. sure if it was all movie stuff or a real gameplay, but you know, it was enough to have a little bit of meat on the bone. Yeah, let me tell you about that. I I do remember seeing a lot of things where it's like, man, this looks great. Like in other words, the trailer pulled me in to whatever story the trailer was telling, but at the same time, I had to remember that. I'm not looking at gameplay here. This is just a trailer of stuff. There's no gameplay being shown to me. So while the trailer is doing good to keep me interested in what I'm watching currently, I'm not I'm not sold on your game because I'm not seeing any gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know? So it was one of those things where it's like, wow, I am in on this. This is whoa, wait a second. There's no gameplay on this. Nah, hold hold up. Trailer's working, but I don't see any gameplay. You know, I have to give, what was, oh God, what was, there was one, I think it was the finals. Um, I can't remember. It was some trailer where I was like, man, they put all their budget into trailer making. Um, Cause they're showing gameplay, but this trailer is really, really much better than what I'm seeing of the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's marketing, man. It is marketing and it's doing, it's, it's there to do that to you. It's there to get you interested in something that may not have anything to do with the final game you actually play. Uh, story-wise, it might. And you may be looking at cutscenes, but you're not looking at gameplay. You're not looking at the majority of what you're going to be doing for ever how long that game is. Mm-hmm. So 
It's one of those situations. Unless it's a Final Fantasy game. Then more than likely you are looking at a lot of what you're going to be doing, which is watching cutscenes. Yep. Or, or, or Hideo Kojima. Metal Gear. Uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> stuff like that. You're going to see a whole lot of cutscenes uh, for every little action. Um, Not very much of nothing coming on until the game comes out. Then, you, then you'll know actually what's going on. Well, then there's that. The there's the, that's you know that's why I'm so uh, well. I, that's why I'm hopeful with Jordan Peele's involvement of OD with Kojima that he can they can kind of keep him on a little bit of a directorial track of like, hey man, you're veering off into your Kojima thing. Let's come back. You know, let's <laughs> let's put, get back on track with what you're trying to do and let's move this forward. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. It's yeah. Kojima. It's not going to happen. Too many people are like, oh, let Kojima do his thing. We, if, if Kojima going to Kojima. So yeah. that's the way that works. Uh, what else going on there, Chris? Just waiting for some other shipments that I wasn't expecting to get. One of them was a physical copy of a Sea of Stars that I've been looking forward to playing. And uh, you remember that other company I may have talked about called uh, Analog that makes... Uh, FPA, FPGA uh, clone consoles, you know, that's based on, it clones the hardware, actually. Yeah, I think so. Well, yeah, they're, they're, well, they're coming out with a, a duo system, which was the TurboGrafx-16 and CD system combined in one. It's their version of that that plays everything from that, that from those uh, series, from those old games. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very cool. But that's that's pretty much it, and I'll see y'all next time. All right, buddy. We'll hey, talk to you next week. Take care now. Later. All right, bye. Hello. Let's go to the next line. Hi, you're on in-game chat. Who is this? Hey, it's Rob. Hey, man. What's up? Hey, hey not much. Uh, uh, oh, why are you there, huh? Uh, I did want to throw in, yeah, uh, Final Fantasy is about watching the, the cutscenes in the games. But have you seen that new trailer for the uh, reunion, the game coming out in February? Uh, is that Rebirth? Is it Rebirth or Reunion? One I, of them already came, came out that's a RE. I think, if you're talking about Final Fantasy VII, I think it's Rebirth. Okay. Uh, the one that's coming out in February, I just found the, uh, the release date. Yeah, I want to say that's Rebirth. I don't know. Uh, February 29th, 2024? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah, it's Rebirth. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah that's it. Okay. Yeah, that looks pretty incredible, but... uh. What I was calling was to ask, uh, I love Battlefield 1 and 2. Uh, what plat- you know, what console or platform or is part 3 on? If it won all these awards, it must be pretty cool. Baldur's Gate? Yeah, I think PC. Um, I know that Baldur's Gate 3, however, is on PC, PlayStation 5, and uh, it's now on Xbox Game Pass. Or not Game Pass, but it's now on Xbox consoles as well, Baldur's Gate 3. The first two, though, yeah, there may have been a console. Uh, Hang on, there's there no, may. No, they, they did. They did make 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 them over, port them over for PlayStation or something. Yeah, but you really had to have a PC to to really play them right. Uh, I yeah, I um, know. I think you're right. I don't know if the same thing applies to Battlefield Three. That's yeah. what I'm worried about before I you know drop the hammer and buy it. I'm looking at PlayStation 2, Windows, PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, GameCube, uh, Game Boy Advance, um, the Switch, uh, Stadia. So, yeah, it's, uh, that's Baldur's Gate, which first released in 98, by the way. So, 
but what about three? Like, let's, let's say three is only gold. available on three is only available on PC and current gen consoles. Okay, but they do have it like for PlayStation. I don't have to set up my gaming rig to to play it. Um, no, if you've got a PlayStation Five, you can play Baldur's Gate three. And, and as a person that is a PC gamer and console gamer, would you say it's comparable? Or do you really only need to play it on PC? Uh, no, I say the PlayStation 5 is actually a, a, a very, very good port of the game. Um, PC, okay. you can go a lot further with, obviously, but the PlayStation 5 is no slouch on that, in that department. So I okay. think, yeah, you're, you're perfectly fine going in that direction. Uh, Rob, yeah, we got to run, buddy. I got 30 seconds here, and we got to go. Yeah, so, okay, last thing. GTA 1 was the best. <laughs> the top-down GTA. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Bye, y'all. See you. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, everybody. We are out of here, and we have got to go. Banjo-Kazooie here. It is Frizzy Peak, I think is the name of it. That's it. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week, last show of the year, coming up next Saturday. You guys have a good one, and we will see you next Saturday on the show. Um, yeah, bye. <laughs>